Good evening, friends, and welcome back to the Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined by Mike Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How is your alternate Monday? It's wonderful, Dennis. It's uh, summertime. Just got back from vacation yesterday, mm-hmm. matter of fact. So it's a, yeah, def- definitely a good sunny, time. How, how's your uh, out east life? Sunny San Diego. Yep, sunny it's, San Diego. Uh, it's warm here. I'm still in Pennsylvania. Sort of what I do, just circle around where the where the RV parts are. Um, nothing too exciting. What did I do? Um, sorry to go in the gym. That's not interesting. Um, I went to the movies this past weekend. Oh yeah. We're going to talk about that one. That's the, that's the, the big saw, Marvel saw, thing, right? Saw Thor. Saw Thor 4. Yeah. Thor 4. Um, and yeah, I haven't really... I haven't really done any touristy kind of stuff. It's been, it's been just so hot and miserable that uh, don't really want to do stuff outside. That 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 has not uh, been. That was not my uh, situation this last week. It was hot, but not. Well, no, it wasn't even hot. I don't even say that. Like coastal yeah, California like is like seventy-two. Had, um, yeah, you had some some. I don't know if it's usual or unusual but you had some nice weather i think i think it's by the way i was looking like throughout the month and and forward and onward and back i've been there in june a lot um that is typical i discovered in sunny san diego california it there's uh, the county is called san diego county i believe um right right and and i watched i was because i was in a, a hotel room i watched i was forced to watch cable channels instead of like i can't stream anything on the thing. Oh, gross. Uh, right? Exactly. So, like, I had to, you know what? After it was done, I felt that I had an appreciation for why I hate cable. So, it, it reminded me that. But anyway, one of them is obviously uh, news, like a local news, right? And, they, and I watch the weather yeah. in, in the mornings. Um, and they give, they do something that it doesn't happen around here very much. We'll, we'll often say it's like, 90 degrees in Bloomington and 91 degrees in Terre Haute and 94 degrees in Bedford. Like it's, you know, around the same kind of things within a 90 minute radius, right? Radius. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But, but in San Diego, their County, they have four weather reports for four areas and it's called coastal inland mountain and desert. And when you look on their, the map, sure. it's widely different from their West to East the east is like yeah. bliss, was 110, for example, 110, and like, and if it goes underneath that, that's that's be a surprise. Uh, where their mountain ranges ranges were like 90, and their uh, and their coastal was 84, and then or inland was 84, and their coastal was 70. And it's just it is that's what it is. It's a desert world over there where you can almost yeah. see at the horizon, and over here it's beautiful. So it's weird. Um. But yeah, I, I did that, and I, I love San Diego. I've said uh, that multiple times, and love the city, love Coronado, love Chula Vista. The, the whole area over there is is just it's just cool. It's just it's just you know. It's yeah, a I had a world. I had a buddy in um in high school who his family moved out to uh, Fontana. Uh, it's one of the L.A. suburbs. Yeah, out there by Ontario. Okay. And it's funny, we were talking about this off the air, where, like, depending on how close you are to a city, you can get more granular in where you are. That part of 
I guess I shouldn't say this. I've been to San Francisco once for one night, but every other time I've been to California, which has only been three times, uh, I flew into Ontario and um, eh, I might have done LAX that first time because my friends mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, picked me up. But uh, yeah, so like that's the main part of it that I've seen. And I did once rent a car and drive up the PCH and see like Huntington Beach or something. I don't know. It's been 20 years ago now, but um I've always said I, that I've been I've been pleasantly surprised with the West Coast. I grew up thinking it was terrible and I would, didn't like anything about it, didn't like the look of it or anything and then yeah, when I went out there there are things about it that are terrible. Like I drove on the 501. <laughs> yeah, once. I guess I never experienced that um, kind of stuff. Anyway, I lost track of where I was going with my story. Um, his family moved out to those L.A. suburbs, and then he, after high school, joined the Navy. And so uh, San Diego was his hometown for a long time. I think he might be back in Indiana now, uh, Fort Wayne area. But I don't know. We, like, we lost touch a couple years after, like, around the time I graduated college, uh, you know, as happens. Yeah. The the um uh the temperature there besides just talking about the temperature is um the the, the best way to describe it is I can't tell anybody is that it's hot like a tanning bed almost like you, you feel the sun directly on you and then when yeah. you walk into the shade and it could be just the smallest shade from a palm tree right it's like turning mm -hmm. on the air conditioner. And, and I'm not exaggerating because the wind is cool and you can step into the heat and it's warm. And then you step over here and it's cool because there's just there's no plants to give off the humidity. They're all dry plants right. or the succulents, which keep all their stuff in. So it's, it's just dry air blowing around. And when it's in the sun, it's hot. And as soon as it hits that shade, it's cool. Um, yeah. So no matter how, how hot or exhausted or exert yourself you can do, you just step over here in the side of the building and then you're fine. I, and I'm not exaggerating in the least bit. It's just wonderful. Um, and then at nighttime, you have to wear a sweatshirt and, pa and pants. Like I was caught after sunset and it's cold all the time. Um, mm. So it, I, it was always, I thought it was weird seeing people walk around with sweatshirts and jeans. And then, um, you know, I found out why at night and, and found the pack accordingly. But uh, but anyway, I, I did have I don't want to talk too much about my trip because it's just, you know, it's a good vacation. I did a lot of stuff for myself. I stayed on Coronado Island, went to different breweries and beaches and et cetera, et cetera. Just basically just spent time chilling and having no real plan, which was which is the best kind of vacation. Nice. Um, I will say one thing I was going to talk about on, on the show. Um, I had a cut when I was out there, I had a couple of our friends, you know, text me or message me things. Hey, go, go do this, go try that. And, and, you know, while you're out there. So since I didn't have a lot of plans, why not? Right. I've got time to do whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. one of them I wanted to describe here, uh, is a show, a place called the noble experiment by our buddy, captain Chris, who is on Klingons and dragons. Um, mm -hmm. he said, you got to go to this bar. And he wouldn't tell me anything about it. He just said, go there, go early and stay late. <laughs> I was like, okay, so, and you won't regret it. Okay, sure. Um, and um, I went, I looked it up online and the website just has a picture of a key, like a drawing of a key. And it says, make reservations. 
I was like, okay. Right. And then I went and looked on uh, some like Yelp or something. And they're like, oh, it's a great little place. And um, they are were also kind of cryptic people talking about it. They weren't really telling much about it. And yeah, uh, yeah. I, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, so I, I said, fine. I went over there at about three in the afternoon because I found out that on the weekends they don't require reservations and they just do walk in. So I went when, right. when they open uh, just to see if I could get in uh, and uh, a walk around. Well, first off, I, I took the lime and I was my scooter and I was circling like a four block radius. Cause I, no matter where the address was, it just looked like it was office buildings everywhere. I thought, well, maybe mm. it's like in an office building upstairs or some kind of thing. Right. Cause they were, it, I'm talking about like to the corner no lawn type thing, office building in the middle of a downtown business area. Right. Sure. Um, so I, I finally stopped and I saw some other people kind of walking around like two, a couple walking around. They looked just as baffled as I did. Um, mm -hmm. And they were looking up for this place, the, a bar around the area. And we, it was called a neighborhood bar and it was right kind of in that area, right there on that corner ish. Um, so I, I helped them find that. So oh, I saw that. I went over there. It's where I kind of said, around the place where I was looking. That was the only place you could go. There was a, a place to eat. And I thought, well, maybe maybe they renamed it. Maybe it closed, you know, whatever, since Chris was there. And I went and looked sure, up. Sure. And there's no information around the internet. So I went to Yelp again. And then someone mentioned a secret room. Like it's in this, it really appreciated the secret room. I'm like, wait, there's a secret room? So I went into the neighborhood. It's called a neighborhood bar. And it was kind of, it was kind of swanky. Swanky is the right description for it. It's like, I don't want to say hipster, but maybe hipster. Um, okay. Kind of like um, you have a decent amount of money, but you don't want to be like, you know, crystal glasses and diamonds. You're just kind of like a little down to earth, I guess. But you, you, you go to barber, expensive barber shops and whatever, you know, wear, wear nice brand new clothes. Um and the lady, the hostess lady was sitting there was kind of really dressed up for a place that was just kind of supposedly a neighborhood bar. And I said, um, okay. I'm here for the noble experiment question mark. And she says, Oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And I was like, okay. And I walk in and this bar, this, um, neighborhood bar is that swanky bar, but it's only like one small room. I would say 15 by 15, maybe. Well, you know, and the bar yeah, takes up like most a, of that spot. Like a speakeasy. Yeah, that speakeasy is a good, that's a good term. Sure. And, and there were other people waiting for tables there. And in the room, in the corner, kind of standing there, and, and they were all kind of nicely dressed too. Not like little back dresses, but they were like, and not clubbing. I'm trying to think again, if you think like a, a hipster kind of person, and they were all really nice hipsters. Uh, and I I just didn't like fit in, I guess. Um, I, I looked okay. fine. I was, I was in nice clothes, but I, I was, you know, you're talking about just the, I, I think I have an idea of what you're describing, it's but hard especially to describe. in, in California, you're talking about like, um, probably not a lot of jeans. Maybe, right? maybe, like, maybe there could be some nice or, pair of jeans, or if, right? Or if there are, they're like nice designer jeans. Probably. Yes. Uh, right. Probably like, um, a lot of um, dresses, right on the 
from the the, the women that she, she probably heard. but not fancy dresses um, i'd say i'd say not every guy dresses, would have not, a beard or a mustache and they would be expertly clipped all the time like quaffed yes. and, and and waxed and maybe some some trilbies some fedoras maybe perhaps yes you're 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 some, getting me here uh, right some speakeasy was uh, a good term i think it well right well styled hair where like you know they got the 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 captain pike kind of tall hair yes, or it's like you got it's it. long but but maybe short on the sides you got it on the guys that's where you're going uh, it's not that i maybe i some, don't like this place. maybe some guys wearing vests yes. or, there, uh, i don't think there was any vests but yes i, I or, could or see waistcoats as they say in 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 but, but the there was one bartender who was wearing like a hawaiian shirt and he okay, seemed sure, like sure. the owner right <laughs> he just he was the only of one course. that was dressed kind of a little casually like that mm-hmm. um that's that's a different kind of power play. Right. So, um, and actually, it's not like I, I wouldn't like to go to this place. It seems like a nice place that I would like to go to, actually. And, and uh, they had nice, it was beers. It was a bar. It wasn't, like, serving all nice stuff. It had really cool cocktails on the on the menu type thing that I could see that looked really neat. Um, prices were affordable. The meals looked really good when they were coming out, but also looked affordable as what looked at the menu. So, it, it had that air, but it was really nice. So, I would recommend going to that, the neighborhood bar. I think it's called the Neighborhood Bar in in San Diego. It's pretty nice, uh, but here's the thing: and the and the what experience you call the it? Noble Experience is what I'm looking for. That's the name of this noble place, right? Experiment. Experiment. Yes, Noble Experiment. So uh, remember, she did say go on back. That sounds like right. That sounds like a reference to something I, don't I should know. recognize. Like I don't like know Darwinian or maybe there's got to be some kind of a thing. Uh, so I went. Remember, it's a small room, right? Not very big at all. And then yeah, I'd see that yeah. there was one way to go in back. One to the left, which went back to a kitchen. I could see that's where the employees went in. Sure. And another one was another, like, exit way. So I walked back there in the back, like I thought she said. And it went to bathrooms. So I said, well, it did say secret entrance, right? So I went in the bathroom. And the bathroom was super fancy, too. Like, it was dark sure. and had a, the whole bidet that was all brand new bidet that I had to, like, read instructions mm. to use. Um, okay, and, sure, and sure. everything, you know, all the million colognes and stuff. And it was really, really nice. Um, and, but I, <laughs> I even did the stupid thing, like pushing on walls and stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is not the right place. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do a little Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I, uh... I felt real dumb turning the knobs and stuff. Um, but I was like, it can't be in the bathroom. So I, I go out and I look around and there's, there's in that hallway with the bathroom hallway on one end of the hallway, there's. Another entrance into the kitchen. You can see the people working. And then there's a, another wall is um, like kegs along the wall. Um, sure, and, sure. and then I go back out and stand there. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I start walking around to the other entrance to the kitchen. And that's when this the guy that's like the owner walks by and says, can I help you? And I was like, I said, I'm looking for the noble experiment. And he's like, yeah, it's back there. And he points to the, where the bathrooms were. And then hmm. he just walks on. He didn't tell me anything and just walks on. Right. So I, I'm like, okay. Again, I don't want to feel like an idiot. Um, you, you do your best to try to belong, and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, get that imposter thing. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I walk slowly back there, and I see another couple back there. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go find out. And sure enough, they walk back there to the bathrooms, and I, I'm about ten feet from behind them. But then as I walk around there, they're gone, and I don't like what. What the hell? Where did they go? I know that the men's restroom's right in front of me. I saw that door. Didn't know whatever. So mm-hmm. I did the Scooby-Doo thing in the hallway. And sure enough, those kegs are fake kegs. And they're all one piece. 
that's a door oh. that you have to hold onto the top of the kegs and then the whole door pushes in after you like in one of the kegs has a latch and you mm-hmm. you hold it in and then you can open the door and that goes into a I don't even uh, five by six hallway that has mirrors on the side is really, really dark and has, has a host stand that's lit by wax candles. And at the other end of the hallway, there's the wall of skulls, like skulls. I'm not kidding. And I'm like, what, what's happening here? And the guy is just standing there and he's really nice dressed. And he says, can I help you? I was like, uh, do you have room for one? Uh, at the noble experiment, and he's like, "Let me see," and then he disappears, and he comes back, and he says, uh, "I'll call you in about ten minutes." So I go back out and come back in later, and he takes my number. Um, he texts me back, yep. and I come back in, and he asks, and then from then on, he was really super nice. Not like he was not nice before, but now all of a sudden, now he like asked me if I've ever been here. I said no. And then he's like, okay, now I'm going to tell you the whole thing and it's all okay. So he says that there's no menu. It's just a bar. So there's no ordering food or anything. And right. you're here for an hour at most. Um, so this okay. go really stay late thing Chris said was wrong. Um, hmm. And he says, you're, I, I got a seat for you. You'll sit here at the end of this bar. It was also a very small room. Couldn't be more than 20 by 15, maybe. There was five tables and the bar itself every kind of alcohol you could see in the back. And he says, and the bartenders definitely look like a Western bartenders, but they've got their, their sleeves all clipped and you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he says, okay, so because there's no menu, uh, you're just going to have a conversation with your bartender and he'll ask you questions and talk to you and we'll just have a conversation. And based on that talk, he'll make you your round. And then he'll make you another round. If you want another one, if you just keep talking to him uh, and then till and says, and then after an hour is about up, he'll have to move on to the next people and you'll get your check. Mm. Uh, so he says, so don't be surprised if by at one point he just puts a check down in front of you. I was right. like, okay. Still felt a little awkward. What was even more awkward yeah. about this is that my phone was about at 5% and was going to die. <laughs> so I had to save that to get like an Uber back to the hotel yeah, yeah. So I can't just sit there and look at my phone to like make like I'm busy. Right. 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 I, that's a that's that's one of the we were talking in Discord earlier today yeah. about how uh how much of of culture has gone downhill since the late nineties. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, Chris Geek Scholar Chris uh, made a very good point that for many people, uh, things have gotten a lot better in the yeah. last two decades. Oh, sure. But, yeah. In general, a lot of things have got, and you know, like public safety and all that. It's it's partly a bit, and partly like you know, just what society was like in the late nineties before right the Iraq War and nine eleven and everything that came after. Um, <laughs> but one of the uh, I didn't mean to make that that political, but one of the greatest things about the modern era, uh, the 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 times we're living in now. Um, we don't have flying cars, which is a bummer. Right. What we do have is the ability to uh, 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 look at our phones and seem less awkward. <laughs> For sure. In in any kind of public setting. Absolutely. Right. If I'm at a if I'm at a restaurant by myself, 
if I'm standing waiting for a thing, I can pull out my phone and it's fine. Absolutely. And and you can and you're sitting you don't have to have awkward silences of whether you're sitting next to somebody on a bus and like should I say hi to them or yeah. should I strike up you can or if you just don't want to be talked to, you can just open up your phone and that's like the sign leave me alone, right? Yeah. Uh so yeah, so that's that's kind of what was was there. Um and um I didn't have that. That I guess that was that was the thing. Right, right, yeah. So, so I was, I was like, I, I've got to, I was, I was doing a whole, I, you know, I thought that same thing you just said, like, you know, before this time of headphones, we all had to do something, right? And, and I'm not a, yeah. I'm not a non-people person, so, but again, yeah, I'm, you're a, an yeah. extrovert, I, I also right. feel still a little bit of like, I don't know what it is expected here. Is there a, yeah, is there yeah, a protocol a, that I'm supposed to follow? You're right? in a new, you're in a new setting, a new environment, and nobody wants to. Uh, stick out. Right. I mean, some people do, right? Yeah. They want to, they want to take up space and they want to be the center of attention and all that. But you need a level of confidence to do that. And if you're in a completely foreign yep. setting, it's kind of hard to have that confidence, even if you're a naturally confident person. It, and, well, you got to You just for the reason you just said, you you got to know the, the boundaries here, right? Like, if you, yeah. I can be boisterous and and interactive and stuff, but if that's not what you're supposed to do, yeah. right? Or, or if if this is like a two hundred dollars just to get in place, and then you're ruining it for the the four other tables that are there, then you know, whatever. Yeah. So, I did a lot of looking at the ceiling, looking at the different stuff, and checking the bar out. Sure, um, sure, sure. And it was an interesting room. Like their their decor was definitely candles and skulls, uh, and and I wasn't kidding. Like the one hallway had the wall that was made of skulls. The the main room itself had a gigantic wall all the way down made of skulls from ceiling to floor. And I, yeah, I, I kept thinking I was in hotel California and this is where I was going to die. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. They're not going to let me leave. Check <clears throat> out anytime you like. Yeah. Just can never leave. Were they, <clears throat> you, now you're talking about human skulls. I, uh, I, I'm assuming they're not real skulls, but yeah, that's what I mean. Yes. But they not, were human skulls. Yes. I, yeah, I assume they're fake, but they're not like, not, uh, not animal skulls or animal skulls. Yeah. I don't know what what are, what are the ones in the desert called? Uh, like, like the mounts type from thing, the, the trophies the and the oxen and you know, like when you're crossing the desert and you see just oh, the yeah. skull of like a longhorn or yeah. an ox or something, and you're like, why is it just the skull? Where's the rest of the skeleton? <laughs> Where's the rest of the skeleton? Right? Yeah, yeah. Someone dragged that head somewhere. Uh, no, this these were these were human skulls. So, and that that was a lot of their stuff. And and again, it was it felt. A lot of some of the candles were fake, like up in the chandeliers were like fake candles, right? Electric, sure, but sure. but other things were actual. Most of the stuff was actual, so it was like basically candle light was in there, um, right? But it was it, it. So I did go in there. The bartender was also the after the host left me, and he was kind. Uh, the bartender did come up, and he was also kind. He was very nice. You know, mentioned that it was my my only time. Was you know real uh, cool with that I was the only one there by myself. Obviously, most people come in there with as a couple or with as a group. Um, okay, and, and they sure. do usually just make reservations except on these days and you have to get reservations well in advance. Um, so it's just yeah. for me to be able to get a, the one seat as a one seater was the reason I kind of got in there. Um, oh, sure. and, uh, he's, he was, like I said, he was super nice and we did. He just, he, I, he talked about what I like, what I, what I kind of like, what I do, um, what I, why I'm in town, you know, uh, things I'm going to do in town. Places I've gone and visited before, 
you know, all sorts of just kind of a conversational type stuff. What my friends do, obviously what kind of things I like to drink, um, if I drink often, et cetera, et cetera. And he, he whipped me up a, a cool ginger flavored type thing. I, one of my favorite drinks is Jameson and ginger beer. Uh, so mm-hmm. he put that kind of as a very forward kind of flavored stuff. And I, and he explains it all to you when he's making it in front of you. It's, it's incredible. Like when they use the people use the word mixologists, they're not real things until you see people like these do their work. Um, yeah, just, I mean, and it's, they, they have the cool stuff too. Like all of their drinks, except for their main alcohols. One of those terms that became a, that became a marketing thing like artisan. Yes. Right. right? And you're like, you're like, no, there's a, there's an 80 year old man in Paris somewhere making bread in a wood fired oven. Mm -hmm. Like he is an artisan. A 20-year-old working at Subway is not an artisan. <laughs> exactly. Yes, you got it. You got it. And, and th- these guys, man, I was just, I just I had just to st- sit back and watch. Yeah, totally respect what they were doing and, and seeing it. And, the, and that they were not making, you know, and you have, you can, t- you're talking to them while they're doing this stuff, right? And and they're, sure, sure. and obviously I'm, I'm really interested in what they're doing and how they're doing it and stuff. And, and I would talk to the other bartender after a while too, when, as he's making things. And just talk about their day and what they're doing and how they do stuff. And, and you know, he, they talk about how they it's real important to them to make every drink ingredient different from each person to person, even if they're very similar, right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. so I want a, a Moscow Mule, and I definitely want a Moscow Mule too. Well, he says, I got to make, make them different and make them stand out. And I have to – it's important that they're very – specific when that person gets them it feels like they it's for them and that's very hard from shift to shift and from person to person from night to night the the whole experience that they're selling is this like custom even custom doesn't seem like a strong enough word for it these Mm -hmm. these personalized beverages yeah yeah Um, and it was it was incredible and all and all this stuff he'll tell me he's telling me like besides the the spirits are made in-house like all their their um uh, uh liqueurs and mixers mixers and... are all are all in-house he, he like the ginger thing that they used is made there and and he tell like they we put a lot with a ratio of four to three on on the sugar versus the ginger versus this and we buy that from down down on the market and like all, all that is just really and it's all put into these like beakers and such so they make them look really sure. cool um and I watching other people's drinks around me was really neat too. I I did end up having three at least custom drinks, um, mm. and every one was just super cool, just super cool. Um, and and so like oh man, I would not have guessed that you would have put a cherry like swirl on that, and the whole thing just smells tastes a little bit like cherry every every drink, like just things like that. Um, right. And, and and they just did really 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 good. Um. I did end up, you know, after one drink, I'm feeling better about myself uh, <laughs> and end up striking up a conversation with a couple that was next to me uh, who were also super cool, super nice. They were all dressed appropriately. Uh, again, not that I was wearing T-shirts or anything. I was wearing I was fine, uh, but right. th- they, they were super nice. One was a professor that, that works at the university in San Diego University and, and, uh, and his wife. And they were just 
you know, super excited to tell me about the city and all the places to go and gave me their number and were, you know, they, they told me all the different places to go during the week. It was just a wonderful time. And they didn't get to stay for the other time because they had reservations somewhere else. So they were like, they told the bartender, you know, give him our time. And so I got a little extra time. That's why I got the third drink. Um, oh, I see. I see. Yeah, so, so that was, that was kind of nice. Uh, we, uh, I, you know, at that point I'd expected to just walk away from this experience, you know, at least a minimum of $200 lighter, if not more. Uh, right. You know, you, you just kind of like, you know, I, I do a thing. It's what it is. Um, and, yeah. and it's an experience and you, you know, whatever. Or, yeah. It's right. Whatever. Thing, uh, but. the bill was $36. What? I, I was like, What? I, I didn't say that, but when it was $36, I was blown away. Just, you know, ha- I would do this every day if I could, right? Because this is well worth that. I gave him like a $25 tip. It was just, a, yeah, that, yeah. that was not enough money for the experience that I had. And that I've gone to other yeah. places and paid way more yeah. that than that for drinks. Boy, terrible drinks. Um, So, yeah, it, that, that's, that's the only thing I'm going to go into this San Diego trip. But it's called the Noble Experiment. Now you know how to get back there. Um, the, the, the couple that I was there with also said that they have another bar within that bar that to get into is another secret entrance in the noble experiment. Uh, so, or noble experience, whatever experiment, experiment and experiment. experiment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you, to get into that one, you have to go in there and then say specifically like there's a password, not a password, like say I'm here for this. And you know, it's at this time in your date or whatever, you have to say it in a certain way, or they'll just tell you to, that you're in the wrong place and you can go back to the other room. Um, but if they do, then they'll 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 take you in, and they're like, "You got to try that place out." I'm like, "Man, I'm already I'm already in for one crazy place right now. I can't right. I can't right. take take another one." But man, it it was super cool. I highly recommend it. Um, they recommended as well as I my own eyeballs that neighborhood bar in front which was the front of the business was really cool too, as a place to, to visit and hang out. But man, it's so neat. And I come to find out there's San Diego, several of those places, kind of places that are hidden back behind other businesses within other businesses that are, you have to get to, which is a little crazy. I mean, but. I mean Bloomington has one now. So I assume that a city the size of San Diego has a couple. Of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's one of those, it's, you know, if, if you can sell out all already, just if you're always selling out and you have a reservation that's like days and weeks or months long, you can yeah. hide yourself. It's totally fine, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's part of the allure. I went to a place, uh, what town was that? Not Mannheim. I'm not going to remember the name of the town. Um, but it's out here somewhere. I'm in the area... There's sort of triangle between uh, Lancaster, Hershey, and Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, Hershey is probably the most well-known. Well, I mean, Gettysburg, obviously. But um, I'm about an hour uh, uh, east of Gettysburg, Lancaster. There's an Amish settlement here and all that. Anyway, I went to this bar, this little pub what did it it had it had some kind of quirky name that i'm now going to completely space on yeah um but it's one of those like it kind of looked like cheers inside yeah yeah um those are my kind of favorite bars my those 
and and I could overhear, yeah, like I went there, I had a beer, I got food, ate at the bar, talked mm. to another random dude at the bar who yeah. gave me a recommendation of some breweries around the New England area. Those I feel um, very comfortable I, in. You know, that kind of yeah. yeah. I I could overhear um the uh, you know another guy at the bar who was too far for me to you know really just talk to him talking to one of the bartenders uh and they were you know they they knew each other and they were talking about somebody's wedding having a a 20s mobster flapper roaring 20s whatever kind of theme yeah and they were like they were, you know, one of them says, you know, I'm seeing more of that lately. Like, I went to this bar at this place, and it's, you know, like this. Everybody's wearing fedoras and vests, and they didn't say fedoras and vests, but <laughs> it's basically that that vibe. And, you know, to me, I had this realization, I don't know, a couple weeks, a couple months ago, that it's the 20s. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like, we sort of like missed the turning of the decade because of the pandemic mm-hmm. but it's the 20s it's again. the roaring 20s so so it makes perfect sense to me that the the 1920s aesthetic or as much of it as we understand now 100 years later is coming back in this quirky kind of thing like it never went away people still did like roaring 20s parties and stuff in the 90s and the 2000s yeah. but now it's 20s again so it's probably on the rise yeah i um, i guess that's yeah it's cool i i do totally you know dig that kind of look and feel and you know i, I said I, I wasn't prepared i obviously a more cheers type person or more aptly like an irish pub type thing i i did get to go to an, an irish pub while i was down there and it was my last day going all these new experiences it was nice to just go into those one of those kind of pubs and feel like ah, yeah woof just sit there and right. order a Smittics and I'm good for a while. You know? mm-hmm. um, yeah. So yeah, it, 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 it was a great, I, I take those vacations as to, to not do as, do as much as, you know, not plan. And occasionally I, I like a good full vacation sometimes, but you know, being very loose and say, I'm going to go to this area and that's it. And then right. if I want to come home, I can come home. If I don't, I don't, I, one day when I was out there, I, I was out at the beach and I ate some food and then had some beer and the beer didn't settle well with me. Like it made me with the food or something made me feel not, not nauseous, but just ill a little bit. Right. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to, I could just go back to the hotel and, and I like that, you know, just do whatever the hell I want to do. Those are the best kind, you know, and that's why I was obviously solo, so I didn't have to, you know, yeah, Take I mean, obviously, maybe not obviously, but that's a lot of what I do, right? Yeah. Because I'm, cause I'm by myself. I'm like, if I want to, if it's 90 degrees out and I want to just stay in the camper and play video games, I can do that. You can or just do I that. if I want to go do a touristy thing, I just decide. And I get up and go. And I have had several um, Saturdays or Sundays because I usually have to move one of the weekend days but then i'll have the other day where i'll you know um you know i'll sleep late ish and then um get up and go oh it's about 10 why don't i go into this town and find breakfast 
at some kind of mm-hmm, diner mm-hmm. and then and then see what's around i'll go to which is great uh, colonial beach in virginia and i'm like yeah this is a beach it's not the ocean but it's some part of the chesapeake or something and so it's like gravelly beach i talked about that oh yeah day. yeah yeah but you know i do that that kind of stuff there are a couple theme parks around here mm-hmm. like i think hershey hershey's has some kind of theme park i think so and I think i've heard that that's not really my jam right like mm-hmm. i'm not gonna go it's it's kind of expensive well it's not kind of expensive it's mm-hmm, almost mm-hmm. always very expensive there is somewhere over here like a ongoing uh renaissance fair but it doesn't start until like august or september so i don't know if i'll still be in the area i'm gonna be headed back to indiana in august for um my sister's wedding and then we're doing that canoe trip i don't know if i've talked about that but Hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. it's uh you know it has a trade-off like the downside is i'm not really sharing the experience with anybody right i I can yeah there's i can take photos and send you know if Mm -hmm. i see something's cool send to my sister or send to you guys on um on discord or send to my mom she always wants to know yeah uh, but but it's but it's just not the same as if you're like on a vacation with somebody else and but but it, yeah. it's it's not but bad then, or worse or better. It's just different, and it's it's just different. Like yeah. I stopped on my drive today because I had another short drive, so I had to kill some time in between checkout and check in time at the next park. And um, I stopped at a pho restaurant, which I never had before, and I learned that a large bowl of pho is gigantic, <laughs> um, and so I had to take half of it home. And I still was like. I made two meals out of this, and it almost could have been three. Hmm, wow, nice. Um, yeah. But. The, 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 um, one of the things is, you know, sometimes you want to sit around at a place, and sometimes you don't. And you can't always say, you mentioned the beach. I I'd say the same with the beaches. You know, some days you'll want to go and, like, I'm really looking forward to spending the day at the beach. And you get there, and you you spend all day there, right? And you just go get a drink. You get drink in the water. Other times, mm-hmm. same place, same thing, same situation. You go there, and you're like there for 20 minutes. You're like, I'm done. I'm ready to go. You know, you just yeah. it, it, when you're on a vacation by yourself, you can just make those calls. And yeah. it's yeah. no no one, no skin off anyone's There's back no but your own. discussion. Like, it, it has its downsides, right? Yeah, like. Yeah. You have to make and do all the plan. Like, I can't, there's nobody here with me for me to go, hey, find out about this park, this national park over here and what kind of trails there are. I have to do it all myself. I have to look it up on Google Maps and drive out there and drive around and look for the trail and maybe kind of find it myself or go to the gift shop and talk to one of the rangers. I don't think they're called rangers, but you know what I mean. Or, or, Um, Or you have... Or you have that, like the situation where I go to that no, the noble experiment, and I I can talk to you about it. But if if you were there, if I was there with someone else, it's one of those shared moments, right? That sure. you always have with that other person. They they know exactly that uh, that situation, those emotions, those feelings, that kind of thing that you have because they were there at the same time. So you know, yeah. like I said, it's it's both good and 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 been positive I, I when you go on those different kinds of vacations i think it's just important to, to to know what you you have and accept and be happy in those kind of things when you when you're going with multiple people you you don't always get 100 percent what you want but you have the shared experiences and exactly. you know it's, it's trade-offs so so anyway my, this this one was that solo type thing and 
a lot of it is for me just sitting, even sitting in a coffee shop and appreciating being where you're at and in the room that you're at and looking at the places and the things and uh, right. you know, doing a lot of that kind of appreciation. So, which which I did and and just had a, a wonderful time. So I'm back now. I did a lot more walking and I need to look at how much walking I did. A lot of walking. That's, that's one of the things. The first time I, I felt, I felt a little, I wouldn't say worried, but concerned was I start, uh, you know, I, I always say I can get anywhere as long as I've got my wallet with me and a, and a credit card that I can, you know, have enough on. I, I'm okay. Yeah, of course. Uh, and my ID. Um, but my phone now, everything is so much more reliant on phone that, uh, as my phone starts to die, I use it so much during the day mm. that, you know, as it, my day starts being limited to, by my phone, I'm like, I, at worst, I, you know, I can always take public trans- transportation back. I can always find a way and get through there because wonderful apps that they have in San Diego, all these different things. But it's just yeah. too big of a city to walk. It's just way too big. Sure. And 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 I, I know the reality that it's way too dangerous to, to do that in some places that I shouldn't be in. Right. Sure. Sure. Um. So, and I was far, far away from my, from my place. Um, so worst case scenario, I'm like, I can always call an Uber or a Lyft and just get back home. I mean, it, you know, even if it costs me a fortune, at least I, there's always that fail safe. But then if you lose mm-hmm. your phone, you just can't, there's right. no, there's no longer right. public phones that you can go to. No one lets you go in and use a phone anymore. There, heck, there wasn't even a phone in my hotel room. Um, no. So they just, you know, if you don't have that connection anymore, it's, it's a lot more difficult to, to get around. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that was a little thing when I, when I'm at 5% and I, you know, I'm, I'm just hoping that every place I go into might have a place I can sit down, buy a churro and charge for 15 minutes. You know, is there a yeah. plug in the yeah. wall? Is there a plug in the wall? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So man, that, that is enough about me for this whole week. We talk about our normal show stuff. Um, Hey, while we're here before, because I'm running so much long on our time, let's talk about our movie, The Thor, that we both watched at the theater. Okay. Not, not our movie, but okay. the Thor movie. Not our weekly movie, but the new, the newest installment in the uh, mediocre cinematic universe. <laughs> mediocre, you're the worst. You say that on purpose to strike it. Shots fired. Shots fired. Uh, There's the term. Yeah. Okay. We're going to, uh, do you want to just hit the bell on this? Cause I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Well, we're going to talk about Thor love and thunder Thor four. And we're going to go full spoilers on all this nerdy comic crap. So if you don't want to get spoiled in this movie and you haven't seen it, skip ahead for final thoughts. Uh, I know that you had a pretty strong negative reaction to this movie because as longtime listeners of the show will know, you're a a big old school lifelong Mm -hmm. uh, Marvel's Thor fan. And uh, from what I understand, which I don't know, I don't think I've read a single uh, comic based on Thor. but from your impression, this is this is very different from from that interpretation. It's a new take, uh, which makes perfect sense for the MCU. I think most people say Thor Ragnarok was the best Thor movie, and Taika Waititi has made a lot of mm-hmm, successful, mm-hmm. popular movies. We talked about uh, Free Guy. Literally everybody I've shown Free Guy to, or somebody I know has shown it to, like my mom, my sisters, my dad. Like everybody loves Free Guy. It's a great underrated movie and ragnarok 
you know, one of the best, uh, most well, well loved, most enjoyed Thor movies. I don't know. Oh, oh, is a very, I would think it's a very, yeah, yeah. Value, I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, uh, implied my, 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 uh, personal desires for the character of Thor aside, put, put completely aside. I agree with that. I agree. I think Ragnarok was sure. the most successful, sure. most popular, not just success, so, not just successful as in like money or whatever. Like successful is is a as a film. I think I think yeah. So it's, it's a fun character. Uh, Chris Hemsworth obviously does better with comedic timing than mm-hmm. his super serious portrayal of Thor. I mean, mm-hmm. I saw. I've said this before. I saw Avengers, uh, twenty twelve Avengers before most of the standalone movies. I mean, I saw the first Iron Man in theater, um, but there were a handful that I didn't see before I saw Avengers, and. I didn't like Thor at all. I was like, this guy's dumb and lame. Obviously, <laughs> obviously Cap is the best. Robert Downey <laughs> sure. Jr. is okay. And, right. um, you know, all of that. But, yeah, so you saw it first, and I got your uh, sort of reactions. And so I went into it myself with kind of, you know, I don't know what expectations. Like, I was not... Um, I was not super hyped for it. Like, I don't think I had really strong feelings about it at all Mm -hmm. before I went and saw it. Um, I will say the theater was almost empty. Wow. That surprised me. That surprised me. I don't know if it's the town, if it's the theater, the theater is like in an old decrepit mall. That's really uh, surprised. And there were, I think there was a couple and then like a group of three besides me. Wow. And it was, it was a six o'clock show on a Sunday, Sunday, okay. this past Sunday after the fourth. And I'm like, Maybe they were all in church at the time. Opening was, weekend. I mean, the yeah. theater did have a lot of shows, right? That like sure. the next show was at seven or seven thirty, and there had been one at five thirty or something. I think it was on multiple screens. So, you know, maybe it was something like that. Who knows? Right. Um, and I mostly thought it was fine. Like I was expecting, you know, as what I've heard some people say, uh, they went in expecting a Taika Waititi movie, which is really what it is. Some of the jokes land and some of them don't. I know some of our friends love uh, Vampire Thing, Uh, What We Do in the Shadows. What We Do in the Shadows, right. I've not seen the series. I've seen the movie a couple times. And some of it is really funny. And some of it just doesn't work for me. It's too dumb. Yeah. Um, and that's how comedy is, right? Like you go hard into comedy and just some of it's not going to work. Um, the goat, the goat thing for me was like, I think this is funny to somebody, but I'm, it makes me mad. Yeah. Like, I, I'm like this. Okay. How, how much? And it, it wasn't as much as I thought it was going to be when it, when they showed up. Right. But still, then, like, every time they brought the goats back, I was like, oh, damn goats. No, stop. It's not funny. Yeah. But to somebody, that's hilarious. And it's not really overdone. Like, to me, it was overdone because from the very first scene, I'm like, no, the screaming goats. Just stop that. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was fine for a second. But. It was fine. And, you know, the story got weird, confusing toward the end. But I mostly don't, you know. I normally don't advocate for this sort of check your brain at the door film watching, especially for something as popular and successful as Marvel movies. 
but there's enough like there's enough magic in the story in the i mean you're dealing with literal uh incarnations of mythological characters yeah like thor and you know we're in spoilers so zeus yeah. and and everything else i'm like okay yeah i don't know any of the the comic book stuff of it that they're using like this eternity thing or the yeah um the dark planet whatever that's called um you know to say whether any of that's accurate like that was all just for me completely new comic stuff and i'm like okay yeah he's doing this thing and he's got the sword and he's gonna you know uh christian bale is gonna kill the i for a while was not sure if that was christian bale because he's so made up yeah and as it got closer to the end he started to make more like uh patrick bateman style faces (laughs) i was like Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's definitely christian bale yeah um and yeah so i don't know my my you know if i had to slap a number from one to ten it would probably be like seven yeah taika i've I've been able to i I like his shows in general and 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 i don't dislike this one either um the but there he has a he has a thing right like it's it's what he it's what he does mm-hmm. and the kind of thing he makes and that's no, no different here. I think maybe in in Ragnarok he was a little bit more tempered, probably because he this is his first time doing a big huge thing with a big company sure, and sure. a you know guaranteed hit no matter what. Um, mm-hmm. So he he had some boundaries he worked within. And now this one yeah. all all reins are off, so we're, we're back to a hundred percent like a Waititi movie. Um, and he. So I've been able to watch some interviews with him because I like that. I like a lot of the stuff he does. Um, mm-hmm. And and just the same way that you said with like what we do in the shadows, you know, some things have his hit with me, some things don't, you know, it's, and that's cool. I, I generally like his personality and his thought process and the things in the kind of person he does. It's, that's cool. Um, and the, so I watched these interviews and one of the things that really struck me and in several of them, he would say is that, not with Thor, he was talking about, but with other movies, he they would always whether he's acting or he's directing or writing, uh, he he almost across the board would say he never re- does any research for his parts or thoughts or things like that. He does mm. the bare minimum, meaning okay. that, and he says the reason I do that is because I don't want to know how to perform how? Bach's Fifth Symphony. He says because how Bach would have done it because. People mm. have already heard that a million times. I'm just going to get an idea of kind of what Bach did, and then I'm going to make my own thing, and then you're going to watch that thing that's my thing of Bach's thing. Right. Right? So that's what he's done with Thor here. Like it's, and, I, and that doesn't mean it's a knock on it. It's just so I want, that's kind of addressing your thing. Is like I, you, how you had said, I don't know how that relates to the comic books or things. Like none of that mattered. I mean, really none of that matters at all because it's, it's literally just the crib notes of the comics within this as Ragnarok went through and even like off the charts with this one, it's just female Jane or Jane Foster being a female Thor and Mm -hmm. she has cancer. Um, and there are two goats that Thor owns and they drive one of Thor's boats. And there's a guy called Gore who hates gods and wants to kill them because he had a bad run in with another 
God, and he has a yeah. sword that can kill gods. That is the only thing that's with the comic books. That's it. Nothing about how it happened, where it happened, any kind of emotional attachments or or development of those storylines are anywhere near what they are in the comic books than they are like night night and day night they're you're not even discussing the same people sure you know sure. Uh, it, it truly is it's it's like and and to be to be fair there are a lot of characters and storylines maybe not a lot but there are several in the mcu where that's true to i think varying relative levels of success right I, yeah sure i don't know about peter quill but i've heard you guys say that uh chris pratt's peter quill is completely different from yeah. the comics sure yeah right um, yeah yeah right um and, and, and now this yeah. this is an entire movie like there's two movies right it's it's entire it's not right. just one character given that treatment it's all of the characters right so so while you have right. and, and guardians are kind of the same way too but guardian guardians was was a Guardians is a good ground to do that because you you they're already uh, not well known anyway. Even in the comic book thing, they were kind of a thing. And I, you know, Thor had, has had those moments too. So again, I want to I want to constantly be reiterating that I'm not bagging on that. I'm not bagging on Taika's approach or the silliness of it because I I know a lot of people will go to this and absolutely love it, and I think that's great. And and I. They could even call it 10 out of 10 or 9 out of 10 or best Thor. And like, I'm totally with them. Not saying that I feel that way, but I can totally see how that is, right? If sure. you're in the mood for some silly stuff, if the goats are just a riot to you, and then every single time, all 30 times they come on the thing and they give a scream and it makes you laugh, that's great, right? Because I know some some silly things make me laugh and nobody else, right? And it's just, it's just the best thing in the world. Heck, half the movies we watch for our show that are that I pick are that way. Um, sure, sure. But I, I think that that being said, his, his silliness here um, is performed well by the, the actors. They get, they have the timing for it. They say the things in the right times, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's the, the jokes are, you know, are appropriate and make sense when, when uh, he sees uh, Jane in her full, full Thor outfit with her helmet, he immediately puts on this big, like huge outfit to like buff up. That's funny, right? Like that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's just a thing. It's, it is, that is absolutely nowhere near anything that the comic book Thor would even close to do. Right. Like, mm. like not at all. Like he is, it's, it's kind of like, you know, Mozart seeing, um, you know, John legend and being like, Oh, I need to be like John legend. Like, no, he's Mozart. Right. He, he doesn't do that. Um, so, that that aside, uh, I was so my disappointment in this doesn't come anywhere from that it's a bad movie or that it's that the stories aren't right. It, it is a little bit of a loss um, from potential goodness that we talk about occasionally on here. How it could potentially have been yep, better yep. Um, because a, a lot of the stories that these are that this was uh, taken from when they took Gore the God Butcher storyline and Jane Foster storyline. Our buddy Fox wrote about this um, is that um, or talked about it is you know there's such great stories it's wonderful stories and and um had some real emotional moments and helped i think users or readers um see things from different perspectives and were just so well written that you can when you see read something good you can see like oh man 
someone going through cancer at this time and what they're personally sacrificing and getting that kind of emotional, you know, resonance come through and then take it into this thing. And it's one big joke Mm, makes it feel not betrayed, but like, that's really a loss of potential. You really went a different way with that. Your jokes are hilarious and I think they're funny and I love them, but that's just kind of a loss of what the opportunity you had to do here. Right. Um, Zeus is another thing. I thought I really didn't like Zeus at all in this this thing. I mean, I had the way the movie was going. I knew he was going to come out and be a funny Zeus. Like I just, he was going to be a jokey Zeus. He came out and and Zeus, by the way, is not a big character in the comic books. It's that that's not the point of it. He was just putting this like Greek gangster kind of clown performance on. Okay. Whatever. It wasn't that funny to me. It was just fine. I didn't, I didn't really recognize Russell Crowe. Yeah, it was yeah, it was Russell like fat Russell Crowe basically. Mm-hmm. Um, not not knocking fat, it's just you know heavier from what he was when he was younger, like we all are. Sure. And um um and he was put it you know putting on a trying to put on a thick Greek accent and acting like a you know a celebrity gangster, I guess. Um, yeah. So and it was just it was very very off putting. And and then there's. Not to mention the story itself has massive plot holes. It doesn't make any sense for so many reasons. But when you start the first 10 minutes and you realize the silliness of this, this show, you you just stop. You, you know this is not a place to, to question any kind of that kind of stuff. Right? Right. You, yeah. you know what kind of movie you're watching. Which, at the end of the day, when it's all this and done, when you're someone like our buddy Justin who likes to look at the MCU as a big picture thing, this is one of those movies that's like, yeah, it's fine, um, but you don't have to watch it more than once. Right. And you don't even have to watch it for an MCU thing. Right. right. Um, you could just watch this as a goof. I mean, it's less goofier than Ant-Man. Or sorry, it's more goofier than Ant-Man. Ant-Man was definitely less goofier than this. Mm. And Ant-Man is pretty goofy. Um, so, yeah, it, it's fine. It, it's the, the reviews are coming back with the same kind of stuff. It's like I had a great laugh. Um, but will I remember it? Not really. Do it, are there going to be scenes that I'm like, that was cool. Let's watch that one again. No, I, I, I did. mean, really, really, if you think about, uh, we can jump out of spoilers here. Um, if you think about other successful Taika Waititi movies, like what we do in the shadows, free guy to a lesser extent, Thor Ragnarok, there's a lot of it that doesn't like, because it's comedy, it does not stand up to, um, a lot of thread pulling, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you can't interrogate the the plot elements too hard. I remember watching Free Guy at the drive-in with you and I and and Trotsky and our buddy Pat, and Pat was just like, "This is this whole premise is ludicrous." Yeah, right, and it right. is right. Like it's Free right. Guy. He's in this video game and he comes to life, but then like the other company stole their tech. Like the the plot. Uh, uh, um, scaffolding to hold up the story which is this awkward romance and then also just Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds like the story that supports all of that that, that's like the vehicle or as I said the scaffolding Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. make that work like it doesn't hold up to a lot of scrutiny yeah but that that kind of stuff is all in a balance it's it's uh I like to think of it as debt or like yeah, financially, sure. right? Like if you, sure. um, 
you know, you promise at the start of Lost that you're going to find out, and then I bag on Lost all the time, but like, <laughs> you, you promise at the start of Lost with your writing that there's this big mystery you're going to solve, and then almost 10 years later, you go, yep, they were in purgatory the whole time. You'd like, you've not, you've not paid out, or, or in, in writing terms, they talk about promise and payoff. Uh, and, and and I think payoff is part of why I think of it in terms of debt. Like, if you if you introduce a mystery or you ask a question, you're you're collecting uh, like attention debt from your audience, and th- there's only so much of that you can do, or they'll get fatigued, right? They'll run out of of um, of attention to give, and go, what is this character? I don't remember what's going on there's too much of this if you don't before and then if you don't answer them at all people are going to feel uh uh, dissatisfied but if you give them something else or in this case like in the you know in the sense and i'm not saying this in general about taiko just in his movies that i've seen um you set up this sort of flimsy scaffolding for the story but then you deliver a lot of good laughs and so Mm -hmm. people are having a good time they're laughing they're not picking apart they're not pulling on threads they're not they're not picking at that scaffolding uh because what you're giving what he's giving us instead is 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 satisfying right it's funny or 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 whatever else so yeah you know and then and then that's the same kind of thing it's like i say about fan service and um suspension of disbelief which is sort of goes along with the scaffolding uh story like how well the story holds up like if the jokes aren't landing for you then you're going to start to interrogate the story and the and the plot and go wait why did they have to what is what and and who is this yeah guy and then and then it all you know falls apart yeah and and some things with with this disappointment come in in that loss that loss of potential type stuff too because you know stepping back and seeing the big picture of this kind of thing like having a jokey fun thor there's by the way there's been history of a lot of jokey fun thors in comic books throughout his entire history like there are definitely long runs of when thor turned into a frog right and and when there's you know it's just a whole bunch of goofy stuff so i'm not saying that there isn't that out there but it's not the main thing that you like the main Thor, I guess there's always these side extra stuff. And if this was just like a, a a Thor, a what if Thor or, you know, type perfect example, what if Thor, like you remember Thor was the, in the, what if Thor, that actual show, he was Mm -hmm. like just a complete buffoon. Right. And that's fine because it's just a, a what if Thor. Um, but, but this is a Thor that has that, has to, is going to supposedly interact with and all of his other cast fit in with this universe right type thing so the guardians were a perfect example they're over the top and goofy and you know funny and how do they fit when they show up in like avengers endgame and stuff well you immediately have people like tony stark never taking them seriously right no one no one respects them and they don't like throughout endgame they're just extra characters Right. But except right. for Nebula, who is not the funny, jokey one. Right. And right. so when you come around and bring these characters into this thing now with Guardians of the Galaxy, 
that's exactly what they are. They're never supposed to be important. They're never supposed to be cool. They're just fun and jokesters, right? Yeah. They're definitely the, the fun person. Thor has become like the butt of everyone's joke. He, in the end game, he was fat Thor for Pete's sakes, right? He had a cool, a couple cool scenes. Don't get me wrong. But for the most part, he was the joke the entire time. And then he's, this movie is going to only solidify him even more as the joke. When you have, this is my quote I said forever. When you have the guardians of the galaxy at the beginning of this movie, eye rolling at him every single one the entire time and then leaving him because they don't want to deal with this Joker anymore. That tells you a whole lot. When the jokers are, are tired of you being a joke, then you're just silly. Like you're just not, you're, you're just being, you're just being silly. Right. Which again, that's fine, but Thor, in my mind, is a very cool, total, like when Thor shows up on the scene, things get real, right? He is the one that like, thank God, he, we finally have Thor. It's the Captain America type thing. When Captain America is here, you feel things can be accomplished, you know? Thank God we have this, we can actually fight Thanos, just like that feeling when, when uh, in Infinity War, at the end of Infinity War, and he gets Stormbreaker, and he shows up on the screen, right? And Rocket says, oh, yeah, right? Like, you know, oh, here, Thor is here. We have a chance. The tide is turned, right? If Thor showed up now, that Thor from, from this movie, everybody would be like, oh, God, get this guy off the field. He's probably going to screw something up, <laughs> right? That's, that's the two different things that I love the feeling of the cool, badass Thor that you know has a has a, a a nice heart and is a good guy, but is totally badass when you need him to be badass. This guy was right. even in the last battle was completely just doing jokes and and funsies and sure. the I guess spoilery kitty the kid parts there at the end. You're like, you mm-hmm. know. sure, <laughs> sure, fine, <laughs> it, it's fine, and that's what I that's what I generally am seeing for the from the reviews on this one. It's this. like it's it's good, it's fine, it's it's okay, um, yeah. but you know, don't expect something, don't expect a civil war type seriousness. You know, no, no, and I don't I don't think anybody has from a type of team. No, 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 or 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 you know, I don't know. I think that there when um in Ragnarok there you can very well point to very some very serious moments and you know like deep things when uh odin dies right and when he when he has to come to to terms with his brother and he talks about his mom dying and uh a lot of these really deep kind of personal things and loki sacrificing and Mm -hmm. etc so you know they there's a lot of jokes within there but there's some real serious touching moments and every time they had they had maybe one of those in this whole movie and that was right. near the end um yeah so yeah that was a long plan of thor but eh, i i'd give it i would give it a six or a seven i'd be in there too six or seven right. you know uh, and that's probably a little lower because of my own personal um personal affection things. for the character yeah yeah I, I i would recommend people to see and i don't think i definitely don't think it's when you have to j- jump out there and see because it's so freaking cool you know you're gonna miss out mm, you know sure. probably it probably is better in a theater um i can't think of anything that was like gorgeous in a theater maybe the, the color scene that they have in there that was kind of stylistically mm-hmm. cool yeah, I mean, we're we're hitting a plateau on visual effects, right? Where yeah. if 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 it's not weird low budget stuff like with Wonder Woman 84, 
Like it's all just everything. It's all fake, but it all looks a hundred percent real. And well, like and Dune, that's... Dune watching at home is nowhere near the theater. Like it's sure. not the same experience at all. Like you seeing those vistas and the ships and the things come by and the music swell. Thor didn't have any of that. It's just, you know, there was no big music things and massive stuff. But right. so anyway, um, all right, moving on. Moving along. All right. Yeah, we're, we're running along on that. Um, let's talk about our movie. Yeah. All right. This week we are talking about Joe versus the Volcano. Uh, from 1990, directed by John Patrick Shanley. Uh, this most, is your pick, right? This was my pick. Uh, most well-known for, I don't know, Moonstruck, Doubt, Congo. Kind of handful of weird, weird uh, uh, credits here. But um, written and directed. Uh, this is the very first collaboration between Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Mm-hmm. You know, um, people people had given a blank list and had to write down whose whose movies do you think these were. This one, I think people would put on my list. Really interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So this is a movie just for my personal chronology. I had a handful of friends uh, of all ages, honestly, when I was in high school, talk about this movie, and several of them knew it, and they described things that happened, like the brain cloud and him dancing. I think somebody said dancing with his luggage. And so I was picturing a cartoon. Um, <laughs> it's like, what did I see? I don't know. One of the, one of the pitch meetings videos they were talking about. It was either Obi-Wan Kenobi or stranger things Four, probably Obi Kenobi where the one guy was like, is this a cartoon? And he's like, parts of it are kind of like a cartoon. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, you know, I pictured, like, dancing luggage when they said that. Like, a suitcase with yeah, yeah, right. and arms. Um, and so I watched this movie in high school, and I've watched it a handful of times since over the years. Like, I know almost all the beats. I didn't realize that it's an Amblin movie. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. our, old, our old pal Kathleen Kennedy is in the credits. <laughs> um, and... Wow, on IMDb, it has a 5.9. It was, I think, panned by critics and audiences at the time because it's very weird. It's very eclectic. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are some just, to me, masterful stylistic choices. Um, Knowing it was Amblin made me more aware of some of the Spielbergian moments uh, where... You know, they're they're sailing on the yacht and there's some very what I call Spielberg kind of music. I'm sure, you know, there's an actual uh, uh, musician or composer doing the score. Mm-hmm. But it's that thing I talked about when we watched Little Giants that like you see you see some of that thing. But um, some of the some of the needle drops with like Old Man River and um, a handful of those other songs, there's some weird like uh well-known or relatively well-known songs but they're performed in a in a weird context um that you know you wouldn't expect uh yeah. that it, you know is just sort of sort of uh uh jarring it has probably the best um 
horrible workplace portrayal uh, before <laughs> yeah before, I, I, that uh, i agree with uh, for sure yeah office space it's maybe a toss-up between this and office space i think um, i think this one's the worst from i mean it's it's pretty just like the absolute worst it's like if somebody was making a cartoon of like the worst office ever um it's it's the one in this movie and then a lot of a lot of stars, you know, I, I already mentioned Tom Hanks and mm-hmm. Meg Ryan, uh, Lloyd Bridges is in there. Um, um, Robert Stack, uh, um, Abe uh, um, Aussie Davis, um, and a almost cameo though. Cameo isn't the right word. Cause it's like one of his breakout roles. Um, um, Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name now. Nathan Lane. Oh right, you, yeah. yeah. You catch he's toward the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so again, this is one of those movies that's impossible for me to judge objectively. Um, I've seen this enough times that I actually watched it along with a YouTube uh, series. There's a group of of four people who do these YouTube um, watch-alongs. Okay. They are all they're all on a Zoom call. What I say Zoom call, I don't know what tech they're using, <laughs> but uh they're all on a call and they're all watching uh synced, right? So they'll do like they'll show a little clip of the movie while they're all starting and then a couple times throughout the movie we'll show it again, right? Cuz they can't show the movie on YouTube. Yeah. Um and so you watch along while they're all watching along. Uh, which was interesting, except that there were four of them. So they were, sometimes they were quiet, but for most of the movie, they're just chattering, right? They're like, oh, can you imagine if this had been a bigger success? Like what, what other things Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan might've done? Like would Tom Hanks have stayed in this kind of quirky mm, um, sure, yeah. sort of thing? Cause what had he done before this? He had done this and this, and they named a couple of movies, um, and I think, I don't know, they had some connection um, toward the end with uh, with Nora Ephron, who made um, You've Got Mail and, 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 and all that stuff. But some of the things that the main host pointed out were things that I had sort of noticed but had not been quite as aware of, like, like repeated motifs. Um, you know, you get uh, the the lightning bolt, and the the lamp that he has in the office has a sort right. of mural of all the stuff that he's gonna do, and there are all of these, like, not really foreshadowing because it's not like a twist surprise that he buys a bunch of luggage or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, but just some of these great montages and and moments that are just you know just really unique really you know a, a, a lot of people call this movie a cult classic um <laughs> sure. which i think is a good is a good name for it because there are a lot of people who really like it but it's very strange it's not it's not as strange as some of the movies that you know we've talked about and mm-hmm. and recommended um but it is one that i think sometimes flies under the radar you don't hear about it the way that you hear about like clockwork orange or something sure i i 
I agree with that, but it it felt normal enough for me. Like, um, sure, yeah. I mean, I mean it's not. Yeah, it, you know, I mean, I don't. It's I didn't not want to say that it's, orange. Like, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to play up the right. the the. You know, it's it's more like uh, they're doing some things that Mel Brooks would do. Yeah, but it's not. It's not really a comedy. Like no, but but you have you have. I think the thing that makes it better in my I don't want to say better. That's a that's a bad word. Make, makes it good better. is that more um, compelling. It has it has two straight men in it. I guess what it is like it has the two main leads uh, are well, I guess Meg Ryan's main character and um, Tom Hanks feel very like grounded, right? Yeah. The, the, and yeah. in in reality, especially yeah, especially going into the third act when you get all this crazy. There's enough. The the, the YouTubers commented on this. There's enough like random cross-section of cultures in the in the islanders that keep it from being problematic for a 30 year old movie yeah there's enough weird like the language is a combination of like four different languages and they're doing the mel brooks thing where there's a little bit of like jewish stereotype along with islander stereotype and then this random thing with the soda the, the orange soda um you're right all of that that's goofy enough that it um that it's not you know offensive to any particular group at yeah. least that I know of yeah the, the um I, one I want I want to comment that I one I'm always a big fan of Meg Ryan's but um she was great in this movie I thought she was she played like what three parts something like that three or four parts she, she plays three characters the the Dee Dee in the office mm-hmm. um. And then, uh, uh, um, the Fliberty Gibbet, the the California, and it's really uh, one of the YouTubers mentioned this too. Um, it's some of the most range that we ever see from Meg Ryan. Like, yeah, I, I usually was the, say, I totally the, agree with that. The third character, the Patricia character, is really just standard Meg Ryan, and that's. Most of the time, what we see, there are probably some outliers um, in there, like in Proof of Life and some stuff later in her in her career. And it's been a number of years since she uh, uh, made a movie. But through like the heyday of her acting career, like from here through uh, Sleepless in Seattle, yeah. Harry Met Sally, um, all that stuff through to You've Got Mail and maybe one or two after that she was always kind of just a little variation on that same character i agree with that i totally fully do yeah and 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 here she gets to she gets to show that range type stuff and and do these different characters which i don't know if she enjoyed that or not but it seems cool like that an actor or actress would want to do that um yeah and and it felt like a good opportunity. It's, it's odd that this was you know one of her first ones with Tom Hanks, but and and that she doesn't reach out later on. She kind of settles into one thing. But but I I enjoyed her multiple multi characters here, and 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 really really did enjoy um, all of them. Um, when when the the main one kind of comes on at the end, you're like, oh, this there's the Meg Ryan, right? And you can definitely mm-hmm. tell that that she's the good one, or not the good one, because I like the first one too, and I like the Flibbery Gibbet, and they were they were all they were all fun. 
Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I liked, I, I liked Meg Ryan in this one. Like I, I do in most things, but I, for different reasons. Um, sure. I always like Tom Hanks for being Tom Hanks. He was, mm-hmm. he, who, who he was, who he almost is for, he's also his baseline character. Um, kind of, yeah. For, yeah. for the most part. Um, I, I don't know. It's hard for to say if there's anything I don't like about this movie or to point, point out things that are like, are, are monumentally really great. Um, the, the script is just fine. I love the, the luggage thing is just great. And that was one of the things mm-hmm. kind of come out nowhere. And like, of course the luggage right, saves him. Yeah. Um, but it feels wholesome. It feels good. I enjoyed it mm-hmm. when I first watched it. Um, I don't know if it's like, I don't know if they're like, must see TV. Is that, is that a thing? Like you, you, you got to watch this one, but for me it is like, uh, Hmm trying to think i don't even know what kind of category i would put this show in um you know like what, what uh, fox always likes to do the if you like this i'm not sure what joe vars the volcano goes into um not even like an yeah, inner maybe inner space maybe um a little bit a little bit sure yeah but 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 uh so so it, that, in that from that thing it'd be hard to recommend from reference it's like, oh, if you like this, go, you should go go watch Joe vs. the Volcano. Um, I just I just liked it because it was a fun, unique story. I, I mean, it, I really liked it all the way through from the beginning because of that. And yeah, and um, it and it holds up in a lot of ways. Because, I think so. I definitely think so. Um, because it's kind of ambiguous in time, right? If I compare yeah. it to if uh-huh. I compare it to Inner Space, like Inner Space has a lot of eighties, uh, uh qualities to it yes that make it a little a little difficult to watch now and you know there's weird there's also some weird sort of gender politics happening there that somehow i mean this is made in 90 so it's not it's not that new it's not that young but because it's sort of it's not really a period movie but it feels kind of like a period movie, like they're, they, you know, they have old cars and mm-hmm. it doesn't, you know, for being made in 1990, it doesn't feel like an 80s movie. And right. so there's no weird tech. Nobody has a giant cell phone or laptop or any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, like the boss mm-hmm. talks on the phone, but, you know, offices still have phones, still have office phones um, and and stuff now maybe there's you know there's typewriters instead of computers but i think that's part of it it's sort of like it's set in some ambiguous like 50s 60s kind of setting but not really yeah um and i think that makes it more timeless like aside from you know being able to see tom hanks and meg ryan and their like children they're not really (laughs) but they're they're very young like you see that and you're like okay yeah this is an old movie but nothing about the movie itself um really sticks out as being like it seems older even than it is yeah you know when it was made and so i think that adds to it being a little more timeless yeah i I agree there there's there's nothing that totally sets it um i mean it's not like a modern day movie and you can tell that but right um that i don't think that that was any kind of detriment to it so yeah, I, I I stick on the long and short with this one is that that I just I just liked it because it was a good story. You know, it was a good story. Uh, the characters were fun. 
He was interest. Mm-hmm. I was interested the whole time. Like I was the first time I watched it. Um, right. I the holding up part is totally thumbs up for me because I liked it just in the same way that I liked it now or back then. I right. I feel my. Uh, feelings on this movie have not changed and would can still continue to be the same if it came on TV and like if you are on old cable TV and things just randomly came on uh, <laughs> you know you sit in the room like oh Joe versus Volcano and like should we watch this like yeah you've, have you seen it before and someone say no I'd say yeah then let's watch that right? you're that, in for a treat yeah you, you're in for a good thing you know but but I don't know if I'd go out of my way to make sure I set time up with people so that we could go watch Joe versus the Volcano uh, you know in that way, that makes it feel like it's bad, but I'm not trying to say that in any way. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely give it a thumbs up. Um, where does it fit compared to Thor Ragnar or Thor Four? <laughs> um, hmm. I liked it about the same. Maybe maybe I liked it a little bit more than Thor Four. For, for I think week. I think if I were making to to go back to our. Uh, uh, our 2020 challenge, as we called it, our hundred movies. I don't know what I would bump to to put this in its place, but I would put this on a hundred movie bucket list. Like if you're if you have a list of movies to see before you die, I'm like this this one stands out. And I I mean I have a handful of those. Like I think I would also put Umbrellas of Cherbourg on there um, mm-hmm. for completely different reasons. But you know you only get a hundred slots, so yeah, I'm you only sure get a hundred slots, right? I could pick something to bump, like I don't know. We might get mail about this, but I I think you could bump Clockwork Orange. Like it, oh, yeah. So much I, of I bumped, sh- I bumped so that. Much of it is just in a second. shock value at the time, and I don't know. I don't want to go into a whole thing, right? <laughs> and we're running long here. So, um, yeah, that's that's where it's at for me. Like almost everybody I know has seen it. Um, I watched it with my family over Christmas a couple years back, and even though all of them love it, they're like, you want to watch that again? And I'm like, yeah, we haven't seen it in like 10 years. Let's watch it again. <laughs> they're like, okay. But they all, you know, they'll know it. So it's not, there's no funny surprises anymore when, you know, you see the luggage or the orange soda, whatever. And I'm, I'm sort of spoiling things a little bit here. But if I say, if you've never seen this and you hear me say luggage and orange soda, like that's not, it's not going to spoil anything for you because I haven't told you like any of the details. You're going to get to points in that movie and go, oh, okay, the luggage. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's still, still going to be a surprise. I, I, don't, um, I don't think te- those things are anyway spoilers anyway. Yeah. All right. So uh, it's your pick this week. What do you got for us? Oh, what, what, what did I get this week? Um, oh, I know. Um, so this one, I think Jill versus Volcano is better than this one, but... Uh, this one I like for other reasons. Um, sure. This one's called Soldier. I'm obviously, people who don't know that I'm a, a Kurt Russell fan now, you should. Um, mm-hmm. And and this is this is a Kurt Russell movie. It, not that it's a I don't know. I guess he's got some range too because he does things like Overboard, which is comedy type things, and then he does right. you know Escape from New York, which is I guess action hero. Maybe I got I'd call it superhero kind of genre maybe um so this is in the vein of have you ever watched any of those old schwarzenegger movies like running man or or maybe even heck maybe even a little better um uh, mad max or escape from la even 
Like it's in that kind of genre. I mean, type we thing. watched Escape from L.A. for the podcast. So yeah, yeah. That. So it, right. it, that I would put I would put it in in that kind of a category. category. But it, it's the 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 synopsis is that uh, there are uh, in the future there are people who fight wars on it's a, like an intergalactic civilization humanity is now, and okay. uh, people are bred to be soldiers or. Like from chil- from okay. children, they're made from from the uh, embryo Genetic, up to be engineered, genetically right. engineered like, to be soldiers, and um, they make better and better versions as you go on. And he is an older soldier, so they're basically outmoded, and they've got the okay. newer breed yeah. coming in, and they go out and and basically they're. Wait, I you know, saw they, this in a movie called Blade Runner. Maybe you've heard of it. Yeah, right, right. So they, they go out, uh, but this one they go out. Yeah, so it's, you know what? It's very much like bl- the things you don't see in Blade Runner. Like, they talk about that. And here, this is them doing that. Right? See. So see. Uh, they go out and make them, and they drop them out on planets to do whatever, because that's they're not supposed to know what. They just do, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then, um, so the beginning happens. The setup is that, uh, you know, he's a, he's an old war horse and they've got the new breed coming in and they're totally way better in every category, even though he's a vet. And then they send them out to, and at this point the vets are basically cannon fodder. They send them out to a, a combat area, um, knowing that the vets will all die because they're supposed to be thrown on the sword. Um, and they leave him and he survives barely. And then mm-hmm. it, it, I, Unlike the rest of them, it's like a revenge story. Um, he survives, finds other survivors on this planet, and has to interact with normal people. Not like okay. not like normal people like you and I, but they're also like normal people in the vein of like Thunderdome type people, I guess. Like sure, I guess they're sure. not they're not quite Mad Max area, but they're they're just <laughs> also living and have a community and they're trying to survive on a planet that's you know, poor and terrible. Um and he is just a soldier and that's like purely nothing else. Right. Um, okay. And then, you know, they have their own issues and et cetera, et cetera. And then the movie goes on. Um, so that, that's the setup for, for this, this show. And, and I, and I really liked it. There's, there's, I, I'm not kidding. There's hardly any dialogue to this movie. I think he says four words and I'm not exaggerating the whole time. Um, hmm. He, cause he's not supposed to talk ever. They don't, they don't talk. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I, I liked it soldier with there and I'm actually kind of looking forward to watching it again. So nice. Nice. Maybe I watched this for the first time when I was starting to get older and, and all the younger guys were coming up and I'm like, I can't tell you that. <laughs> oh, you're, you're, your boy, Kurt Russell. <laughs> maybe, um, maybe it was. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're running long here. So I think next week we'll talk about, uh, stranger things season four. Um, we both finished that one. Yeah, right. We, we finished that. Uh, um, Star Trek Strange New Worlds season one is done. So we'll talk mm, about that. Sad face. You're going to make me talk about sadness. Yes, I sure. know. I know. It's, it's, it's tragic. Uh, I've, I've picked back up The Expanse because I'm all out of new sci-fi to watch. Well, there's still For All Mankind, but it's one episode a week. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, go back and, and watch The Expanse. I'm, I'm at the beginning of season three on that show, and it's good. Um, we have one episode left, I believe, of of Miss Marvel, the new. Oh, you're right. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's out. You and I just haven't watched it. Right, exactly. 
Right. Um. Yeah. And yeah, so, so we 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 uh, we got a few things to talk about next week. That's, yeah, that's a good. Yeah, and there's and up. there's the Orville. I think they might almost be done with season three. We'll talk about that. Hey, do you? I know we're recording late in the week here, but do you think you will have time to uh, pick up a new anime before we record again? I think so. You're right; it is late in the week, but I, I, I intentionally don't think I have a whole lot of plans so that I can recover and and chill okay. at home. There's there's a series uh, that's it's just ended. Uh, it's called Spy Family. Um, you Spy. maybe have heard about it or seen stuff on tiktok i know see i see it on tiktok fairly often cosplay and and so forth um i don't want to tell you anything else about it because i watched it without knowing anything other than a handful of memes um but it's by family those two words kind of carry some some associations with them and uh and uh you see so yeah you know what one thing i did watch while i was on the plane and I, I'll probably watch it by the end, and we can. I, I'll do one of those speed run talks about it. Is uh, um, the um, the League of Legends one Arcane? So it is. Like mm. I watched. Mm-hmm. I'm all up to the up to the last episode. I just couldn't download the last episode. Watch on the airplane. Um, oh, sure, sure, sure. But but I watched the the two penultimate ones, and man, I just I, I always said I just really liked it and just loved it even more, <laughs> and keep like I love it more. So uh, I, I'll do a quick, quick, real quick fire wrap up of the. That's yeah, next um, week. Nice, nice. Cool. All right. Where have I lost my notes here? Okay. Uh, flip that. I'm going to have to check that again. Okay. You've been listening to The Front Porch. This is episode 254. Thanks, as always, to our friends at LRM Online. Check them out. Reviews on all the things. If you want to reach out to us with suggestions for your personal cult classic movies, things you would put on a 100-movie bucket list, you can do that. Uh, you can reach out to us via email. The address is frontporchpod at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com, and use contact forms there. There are also show notes when applicable, but I don't think we have any show notes this week. If you enjoy The Front Porch, please consider subscribing on the podcatcher of your choice. And while you're there, if you leave us a review, we always appreciate that. It helps out a lot. As always, thanks so much for joining us. And until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For the front porch. Night, everybody. See you next time.